This is an Onomi podcast. Hello, growers. Today on the pod, uh, I talk with the incredible songwriter, singer, and ridiculous TikToker, Jax. Um, Jax was one of the first people uh, to push me to get on TikTok. Uh, she writes little ditties with everyone, and we had met through some mutual friends, which we talk about, um, and had reached out to do a little like Ned's throwback song on her TikTok and told me like, I got to get on there. And uh, I'm glad she did, because it's been a fun little journey on on TikTok with all of you. Um, Jax is amazing, man. She is a really just down-to-earth, authentic human being and really talented artist um, that does the influencer thing just so she can get to do the thing she's so good at and just loves, which is writing songs and performing. And uh, it's been amazing to watch her blow up and release these incredible songs with incredible messages for young people. Um, I got to be in her music video, Ring Pop, um, her music video for Ring Pop, uh, which we talk about as well, which was a great experience for me and a hilarious, could have been awkward situation because her boyfriend was directing and her and I are romantic in the music video. So that was a blast. And uh, you can check it out. It's a great, great song, great message, great music video. I love doing it. That's when I had my man bun and my long hair. It was nice. Um, we talk about a lot. We talk about... Um, pursuing what you love. We talk about the influencer culture and that part of things. Um, we talk about her song, Victoria's Secret, which has a message to uh, young women that um, they're allowed to celebrate their body, you know, whatever it looks like. There's not one ideal for beauty in female body types. Um, we talk about our maybe Italian heritage. <laughs> And uh, and a lot more. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jax as much as I did. I know you say like you're like not an influencer by nature, even though you're crushing it. And I kind of get that sense from you that like you know that you have to do it, but that your love is music yeah. and just like the fucking art and the making of it and the creativity right. of it right it's not the being out there and everyone knowing you and all N that no it's I mean I actually feel pretty awkward in a lot of these like hype house type settings I don't like know I feel old and like I don't know exactly how to engage are you 26 people. and you feel old well like these kids are like some of them are like 15, 16. Look down on them. Don't, no. don't feel old. Look they're down upon what, they're them. They're great at what they of do. Of course like, they are, but don't make yourself look down upon them. I just them. don't know you about You know the, more. You've had I more life. I'm elder. <laughs> yes, you've written more songs. You've had more time. Definitely written more songs. That's what I'm saying. I, I, like, I mean, I've spent years out here on a, on a publishing deal writing for the influencers who want to like start music careers. Yeah. But I, I like we I mean, the most influence influencery it, like it started with parodies of songs and really like songs from other people's perspectives. So like I find 
like the mom mama's perspective in Bohemian Rhapsody or right. like Stacy's mom's perspective like a lot of really you funny. know like yeah, just, Long Island mother type yeah. of like my mom and Jesse's girl yeah Jesse's girl, Jesse's girl. yeah we exactly <laughs> from the uh, from the boys perspective right, right? and then uh, like eventually I kind of just got bored with it and started posting my uh, fingers crossed hopefully this original song works mm. and people still care which was the real dream come true yep and then from that point on I had really really like bottled up my inner cringe and cheesy tongue-in-cheek pun style of writing lyrics I'm like a lyricist primarily and because my whole life I've been told that it was like this is so cheesy you cannot write this in a song you can't say Victoria was made up by a dude dude like that's not cool right and I was trying to be cool for my entire life and then when I realized like people actually were would watch if I was not that trying to be cool and just doing what I liked then that was really an eye-opening thing for me in the last three years because I realized I could actually make money being me and that's the coolest thing in the world so yeah you guys rock for giving me that yeah that's it's not for everyone but it's like it's a really cool space to be in. Yeah, that sounds like true success to me. Is you getting to do what's authentically you? Yeah, and not trying to be something. Right, and I, that's I'm not, not trying to be anyways. like too musical or too introspective. Just and in, or like repeat the same word over and over with a big drop in a song. I yeah. like that's not was never the writer I was. Yeah, but I was really ridiculed for it for a lifetime. Wow, like since I was I've I've been writing songs since I was like 13, really. Wow, 12 or 13, and like ever since the beginning of that like I love writing I loved writing in school like yeah. when did you start playing piano even like even younger than that I, I loved it because it was fun I could like perform for my cousins I was that kid like the one you know the TikTok channel where it's like if you did a play for your family on the holidays you have issues now and I was <laughs> like hey facts it me um yeah no forever I, I I started really like playing when I realized a, it was a very convenient tool to be able to have an instrument, even if you're not great at it, because I taught myself and I'm, I have terrible technique. Um, Same but even if you're guitar. not, I mean, it's just a tool to write songs mm-hmm. and it's a tool to gig out and go play open mics and go play at bars and stuff like that. I was like sneaking into bars to make money and play with like a bucket of singles like yeah. when I was very young just to get started and get people to hear my music. So um, I needed to learn it. Otherwise I'd have to take that money and h- try to hire my friends Absolutely. to play behind me. And then I would just end up in the hole. So I learned it to be able to fend for myself in the business. So smart. And where'd you grow up? New York and Jersey, like a little bit of both started. I was born at Brooklyn, Long Island yeah. for like half of my life. And then eventually dirty Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Beast coast. <laughs> When'd you come out to LA? Like, so, I think I've been out here for almost seven years now, which kind of crazy. Yeah. Weird to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you miss Nor- New York? A lot. I miss yeah. it once the seasons, like, a pro- like fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. the weather changes, and yeah. I like this, the pace. Yeah. I find that, aside from today, editing TikToks in the car, I'm, like, weirdly punctual in LA. People are like, you're early. I'm like, wait, I'm 30 minutes late. How is this early? Yeah. <laughs> it's a different pace and speed and a different kind of honesty. Yeah. It was a huge adjustment. I'm sure you know. Like, yeah. I mean, you've... I've been here. Yeah, you've been here. But to come from the East Coast and, like, when you go out in New York, people, will, if they don't like you, just be like, I don't 
fuck with you. Yeah. And I'm just going to move on to that conversation. You're like, dope. I don't fuck with you either. So I'm going to, whatever. And it's you, no hard feelings. Yeah. There's a, there's an efficiency to it. Yeah. Like, there's an efficiency to that of just like, right. I don't like you. It's all good. We're moving on. Yeah. Like there's a bigger heartbreak in being led on. Exactly. I mean, I've had so many, are we best friends? Oh my God, we're best friends. But it's real. A lot of the social scene in proper, like Hollywood is what can you offer me and what can I offer you? And if yeah. nothing, like I got to move on to this, it's all like networking, 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 yeah. as opposed to just vibing yeah. until you find your circle. Exactly. It was a lot more work to find my circle out here than New York. So mm, I believe that. Yeah. I, I do love New York for, I mean, I'm, I'm LA. I don't think I'll ever live, live in New York, yeah. but, um, maybe a place in a little, yeah, con- little condo. Yeah. I'd like to go like spend time there, but, yeah. but I got to go there, um, a couple years back for a premiere and I was just there a couple days and man, I needed it because yeah. I'd been in LA, I mean, a long time and I hadn't been traveling much and LA is, is so much time in your own head because you're like driving yeah. so much or you're at your place, you're totally. going A to B, there's no public transit, mm-hmm. you're not walking places. So you're driving A to B and then once you're done socializing there, then you're driving back and you're in your car and you're in your head. Totally. And that just got a bit too much. And then I got to New York and it was like healing to just be there for four days because every time I'm not in my dingy, uh, tiny little hotel room that I got, yeah. As soon as you walk out the door, you Something. are you're with the yeah. entire city. It's like, like a pulse. Yeah. yeah, you are in the world. Yeah. So you're not just in your head. You got to be present, aware. Totally. Wow. You're engaging with people. It's yeah. moving fast. You're walking places. You're subwaying places. Like I love that. I love it. There's something grounding about it. Yeah. It's almost like the same. It's like med- it's meditative. Like it's it's almost the same thing as when you do dishes and you're yeah. like, okay, my hands are doing something. My mind is like totally clear and yeah. I'm like back and I'm compartmentalizing. Like out here, you're right. I didn't even think about the traffic element and how that could have an emotional toll on people because I do think that that is a big thing. Well, you just end up in your head. Whether you're stressed about traffic or not, you're, you're alone there. in your little box. <laughs> with your you're sitting there with your thoughts. It's our own all little pandemics time. every time you're like in traffic exactly. on the 101. Like, <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh God, what am I doing with my life? Like, exactly. I know the amount of times, I, it's so crazy. I never thought about it that way but the amount of times I've talked myself out of my gut feeling in traffic about Mm. like a song the amount of times I've convinced myself a song isn't good you overthought it I overthought it and then decided not to put it out it's always in the car actually I think yeah it's why one of the reasons I love podcasts is I try and like totally I try and fill the space with the podcast talking yeah. and let me just focus on that yeah. so I don't go down the rabbit hole of my own mind. If you're in your car right now, I hope you are exactly not ho- talking yourself out of your dreams, but listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're let us great. Let us talk you into your dreams. Yeah, you're doing great. Or let us talk you into supporting our dreams. Oh my God, we're, what are we? What is like the guy that Gary V? We're like Gary V. Yeah. Is that a, I don't know who Gary, I don't ever listen to a Gary V podcast. <laughs> you got to have him on you got to do a Gary Vee or like song. one of those money guys hey. <laughs> that give away things and talk inspirationally <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I really like I've had to you I've had to try and rebel against my own mind in the car uh and either use it for like positive affirmation thinking mm-hmm. or or manifesting thinking like what do, what yes. do I want what am I moving towards what do, you know what do I want it to feel like yeah or just fill it with fucking other people talking we call, we call it positive delusion like mm. we still I still think back to it's actually really funny. I keep trying to find that spark of like how confident and 
delusional I was <laughs> when my fir- the first TikTok Stacy's mom from Stacy's mom's perspective. I mean, I've been trying to break uh, trying to break through in music with singing for my entire life and then on TikTok trying for a year, right? With and flopping, flopping, flopping. Right. And like how delusional I was when I woke up to the the view count going up like insanely. Yeah. Screaming around the apartment and then when I like had gone out to drinks with my friends that night, I was like, "Oh no, it's like no, this is what is happening now. Like it's this done. is, I am not going to stop and it's going to, I'm going to keep moving. And this is how I peep. I'm going to get people to hear my original songs. And I was laughed at like by like, they were like, everybody has a viral video on TikTok, dude. It's like random. It happens. Good luck. And in my mind, it just went like, I was so, so delusional. Good. They were right. I mean, they, they, but it, you, it is you the have truth. proved to be right. I it's it's a cool level of delusion. It's like it's like almost it's good delusion. It is it's manifesting well, it. Well, so all, all anyone pursuing an artistic vision, you right. have to be a little delusional, right? Because reality says probably not, right? Like if you just focus on cold facts, it's right. like mm, if you focus on like odds, the or odds probability, are like one. It's, I mean, it's the truth, and really to be like successful, really successful in like any field. But like I but remember the, the last arts. time I have had that feeling of delusion was when I was just a kid and had no idea what the world looked like and I was like oh no I'm gonna be like a pop star like I'm gonna be famous like and I'm gonna do this for there's no plan b and then you start to get older and then you start to go broke yeah you start to realize like your family dynamic like if can I do this without my family do I know how to pay my car insurance my health insurance can I maintain a creative freelance career and pay rent I can't. This is hard. I am. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to do this unless I get one crazy lucky break. You start to really, really shrink and shrink and shrink. Yeah, dude. From that, it's that feeling of being fearless when you're a kid and going down Black Diamond when you're skiing versus now when you're an adult and being like, I could break my face and all my legs and I'm not doing that, you know? Absolutely. So you start to, the fear kicks in and the reality check kicks in and, and just, but and it's when the killer you get of one dreams. little lucky thing every now and then, one little boost, you just have to like grasp on for dear life. And, yeah, you and grab pretend. onto the courage, you grab onto yeah. the fucking even inspiration things, that it gives you. Like, I, I mean, even before, wait, before TikTok, we're doing two two studio sessions a day, night sessions, being getting the text being like, this rapper wants you to come in and I'm like, holy shit. Okay. I'm awake. I'm awake. Just get up, go. That was my second session of the day. And I'm there all night and I, nothing happens with the song. You just keep going. And that was the spark you needed for the week. And I remember my first cut writing for someone else was Paris Hilton. Ironically, it was a song called best friends ass. And I was just so excited that that Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian were in a music video singing something that I had DNA on. Yeah. And that got me through like three months of just pure excitement. So you got to hold on. It's it's real. You got to hold on to those wins. I mean, talking about like our interaction, like a little TikTok with you was a little juice for me. Yeah. Working on your music video was a little, like I said, a little reminder of like, Oh, I can do this I and love this. I love doing yeah. this and like I'm I want to do this. Yeah, and there's potential in it. Like it's like yeah. okay, yeah, I see the vision. We're going to do a TikTok here and then I'm going to post something when people click my name, they're going to come over to me and I'm going to post something new into the world and see what happens. It's exciting. Yeah, because man, the fear is the killer and like yeah. when you start ch- checking reality a little too hard and then looking inward too hard i mean the the not enough core feeling can come up big or i can't do this i'm not capable or 
whatever that is. I've definitely like dealt with a lot of that. I'm the sure last you have X amount of years. Your and, whole life, you're yeah. an actor. That is such a hard job. Like, yeah, I have all the respect for your biggest actors and your smallest actors. Like yeah. I, it's just constant, constant fear of rejection and you're always performing yeah. constantly. And I mean, I think about there was an era of me thinking it'd be a good opportunity to even just start auditioning for things and the pure anxiety, just like you put your heart and soul into even just a tape. Yep. And it's just like no answer. Exactly. You know, that is just like, yeah, not even rejection, just silence, just silence. It's just, like even worse than rejection. Just silence. Yeah. Just nothing. Oh God. I, that is a hard job. And especially when you have to commit the way you commit. Yeah. Like, it's it's you have to be delusional to go after yeah, it. Yeah, you do. And and that's okay. It's like that's all right. Yeah. Y you can't like As long I, as you have the stamina for it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Just constant ups and downs and ups and downs and creative. That's, that's just it. That's why I get when people um have done it for a long time and and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, it's be hard. Because holding on to your sanity when just the natural rhythm of pursuing this is so up and down yeah. emotionally, financially, mentally, yeah. spiritually. Spiritually too, yeah. Yeah, that's like the natural thing is you're going to cycle through your inner hell and then being like, no, I got yeah. it. I'm fine. I know the vision. I know the path. Right. And then you're like, do I know the path? I think I might be a piece of shit and no yeah, one yeah. loves me exactly. and I can't like do this. pretty much my entire week. And, yeah, I, yeah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I would say that I'm having like a good year, but I am like... <laughs> I, honestly, like at any phase, I know. I, I we were. It's funny. I, I was. I had a creator friend over last night, and we were talking about. I mean, just yet you have to keep pulling yourself back to the fact, like that you are a successful creator. Like here I yeah. am doing it, but even when you have these like peaks of, you know, your views are low, or like people are disapproving of you in comments, or you see a video pop up of you on TikTok, and and it's not a kind one, you know, mm. and you have a world of haters. The more you grow, it's you really. I have gone into some very, very dark places, yeah. like places of how to escape. Like, where's the farthest I can run to? Yeah, like away from this and yeah. just stop. Yeah, and without everyone in the world being disappointed in me, you know. Yeah, including you know you build a team. Like if yeah. you were to just get up right now and be like, okay, bye guys, we're done with the podcast, and I don't want to ever do it again. Everyone would just be sitting here like, right? There's a team helping. Devin. Yeah. <laughs> We're depending on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's an interdependent. Yeah. It's not yeah. just you. Yeah. It's not after a certain point, but yeah, no, it is, it is a, you do have to have the stamina and it's, as creatives, if you're a creative out there listening, you have to commit like emotionally and spiritually to the idea that nothing is ever going to be linear in creativity. Like yeah. it'll never be. Yeah. We can just exist in this happy, happy, comfortable place. It, there is always going to be a low that you're going to hit i'm always prepping myself emotionally for the low which makes the highs less high yep that was something i had to experience on this jingle ball tour is mm. you're playing arenas it is a dream come true like the garden was a dream come true dude right and that's everything i ever dreamed of and more yeah but when i got up on that stage i had glimpses of the excitement and that feeling of like this is the best day of my life yeah but the overall feeling was not allowing yourself to get too excited because this is work still and this yeah. is very cool you accomplished this but don't feel that high to an extreme unhealthy mm. level it should all be like this is awesome i get to do what i love you have to stay linear while your career is not like yeah if that makes sense life kind of like forced that balance on me a couple times in the last x amount of years i was like 
I was, uh, years back, I was premiering this movie in Mexico, and um, and I thought the movie was going to do a lot better than it did. <laughs> it ended up not doing anything. But the premiere for it, that it was like a two-week premiere uh, party event in Mexico Just in all three celebration. cities. Big celebration. Yeah. The movie took four years to get done. Like it was a high point. And yeah. like we're just being like toured around Mexico. Everyone's kissing our ass. Like right, right. real high point. I was excited about the movie. I was excited about my work in it. We were like on stage with Steve Aoki in a yeah. fucking stadium in Mexico City. Whoa. Like insanity, right? Yeah. While that week was going down, I got a phone call that my parents were getting divorced. Oh, oof. Yeah. Devin. So. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. I mean, this is years ago now. But, but, but it's it, life. But it's life. Yes. And it was one of the highest weeks of my life simultaneously with the most devastating news in my life. Yeah. And it was happening simultaneously. So it actually gave me, it made me a little crazy, but it gave me yeah. that space of looking at, wow, here is the full spectrum of my right. life. Here it is. Right, and that it's not just you. Yeah. Like, it's almost impossible as a human to not get wrapped up in, like, attention, right? Like, when yeah. you're getting all this love, you're like, oh, it's the pressure, dude. and it's also, like, the you get excited, like, naturally, dude, you know? Dude, I, I was a little grateful for the low I was experiencing at the same time because it's really grounding. Yeah. I could feel this was, this was an independent Mexico movie right. that I had hopes would be semi-decent, right? Yeah. Um, I still like the movie and I like my work in it. It just didn't go anywhere like or do anything. I just got to say, it just, it just didn't do anything for right, me. Right. Um, but getting all that attention on that premiere tour, I could feel like my feet lifting off the ground. Yeah. Like I could feel, oh, this is yeah. how people... This is how people start to get disconnected Dude, from reality like, this and, is start, how, yeah. well, and start like, to believe that they are bigger and better right. and more important. Like I could feel my own fucking ego, like my heels coming off the ground. Yeah. But because of the low I was experiencing, it was like, hey, man, nope, bam, right. here's life for you. Right. Um, so I get how people who get real famous real fast. Like kids. That's that's why I've always been so impressed with you is like you've always kept a healthy balance of work out in L.A. When yeah. like you've ha you were a kid when yeah. you were experiencing a huge amount of success. Yeah. And if you didn't have like the resources or people around you that love you yeah. that like to keep you grounded yeah. that you can be in a terrible place naturally. Like it's yeah. not even like, I know it's not fault. even your fault. Like that's what I felt on that tour was like, Oh, this is a natural thing that of happens. Course it is. It like, inflates the fuck out of your ego. Yeah. And it's hard to not, if you don't have people it's all around you're seeing you. and hearing yeah. all day long. It's, and then all of a sudden you realize, Oh, things like divorce happen around me and people are going through their own issues. You get off a tour, you're like, oh, everyone's life went on yeah. after I just had all these screaming people and yeah. all this drama and chaos around me at all times. It's not even just like the love. It's it's that that feeling of how important what you're doing is. Like exactly. this is, there's so much importance to what's going on. And then you realize everything's the important world's massive. all around yeah. us. Like it's not us and yeah. That's why the lows can be super devastating for me. Right? <laughs> that is why it's like when you come home and you're everything's quiet and you you lose all of that momentum. Yeah. That is a pretty terrible emotional place to be in if you're not looking at every day like it's 
I'm lucky to have woken up and that's it. Like, yeah. yeah, you know? Yeah, it's why you got to surround yourself with like really good people who know you, you, who know really you yeah. and want the best for you as a yeah. person, not you as the fucking And it's okay for that force. group of people to be very tiny. Yeah. <laughs> does yeah, not is. have to be a posse of yes guys. And no, just, it, it shouldn't it be. It never, uh, no matter how hard I try, like my, <laughs> cir- my circle of honest, loving yeah. human beings that are that care about me for real and I care about them, it's like maybe five people. Yeah. Like <laughs> you got you guys got a cool ass friend crew though. I I, yeah, I know I know some friends. of your circle. Yeah, you yeah. got you got a you got good people. That's true. Well it's actually really it's inspiring to be around other creatives. Like yeah. people that are in your field. Like I was something I'm trying I'm going through right now is there's a girl I babysit on TikTok and um well, not just on TikTok. Yeah. I babysat her like dirt way before for years out here to pay for groceries and then pandemic hit. We did a video together because she wanted to prove to her friends that her babysitter was TikTok famous. Yeah. And she ended up blowing up on TikTok. Over a million followers. People love her. I saw that. But it's really hard in school mm. because kids can be really mean mm. when other kids are having success. And yeah. I don't know how to help her because I feel like guilt that I like gave her this thing that she didn't ask for. And I'm... Just like, it it sucks, but I'm also like, hey, a cool option would be to put her in school or with a performing arts performing school arts, yeah. or kids that also have career ambitions like she does. She wants to like be a creator. She wants to take singing lessons, all these things. Yeah. And it, she's starting to hit a point where kids around her don't understand what she's doing and they'll try to pull her down. And that's just life. That's yeah. everywhere you go. It's not just in the high school or middle school. Yep. You have to surround yourself with other people with the same energy. So Yeah, same respect aspirations you know? same understanding yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool yeah i saw her she like played with you at jingle ball right she is yeah she's come on a lot of the dates on the <laughs> tour i get really stressed out during press and red carpets especially now on tiktok you see snippets like out of context snippets of people's like very cringy red carpet moments so yeah. i'm really self-conscious don't say anything so cringy that someone's gonna take and it's gonna go viral and you're gonna be an idiot for that mm-hmm so when I get on there, I'm like shaking and barely myself. And then she just gets on with me one day and she just took over. And I was like, oh, I love you, kid. You're such <laughs> oh, a rock star. She's your little shield on she the red carpet. She literally handled for me. I was like, I'm bringing you everywhere from now on. Thank you so much. People love you. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah. That's that kid delusional, fearless. Exactly. It's good. No, it's exactly. good. It's good to have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Um, have you announced your, uh, your tour? yet i have not but you know about it yeah oh my god i know i'm i have not but i'm doing that next week so <laughs> cool well this will by the time this is out then yeah yeah so okay. we can well, we can talk about it we're doing this won't a be next week. tour with friends so which is very cool because yeah. i i have never done that before and it's with um big time rush and our homie max uh which is awesome and um yeah, it's going to be really fun. That's it's like um, some arenas too, which yo, is awesome. That's amazing. I had um, Kendall on recently. Kendall's yeah. an old friend of mine. And He's uh, great. and I had um, Spencer Sutherland who opened on Big Time Rush's last tour. Oh, sick. Yeah. I love Spencer. We ran into Spencer at Max's last show actually. Okay. Small circle of people out Super here. Super small so. circle. All the yeah, Spencer's ridiculous. Yeah. I love his voice Crazy talented. so much. It's stupid. Yeah, so unique. We've had one very awkward session mm. because it was pandemic time and it wasn't anyone's fault other than the delay on Zoom. 
and we like couldn't get the delay down. We were like, we, every time we tried to do something, it was like four seconds behind. And yeah, we're no, like, we you, have to end this call and end the session. No, I love you have you. to do, I don't know how people like do that. Oh, I gave Zoom. up so fast. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I latency. hate this. This is weird. No, screw that. It's so not intimate. But yeah, Spencer's so dope. Spencer, if you're listening, we should get back in. Yeah. We need you redemption. Hear that? We need a redemption. Hit Jack's up. I'd love to I'll write. make the connect. I'd um, love to write for you. And so you said you, you haven't done a tour like this before? No. I mean, I've done sporadic tours. I guess last year was Chaos Tour because it was Jingle Ball, so it was like zero to 100, yeah. right? And all of the people I've fangirled over my entire life. And then um, before that was radio promo. So I was yeah. go hopping from bigger markets, smaller markets, station to station across the country, living on an airplane with like not not a lot of structure wow um just acoustic things yeah. and then i've done mini tours out of vans my entire life so this is like an actual we'll have a bus yeah a solid crew yeah my girls behind me like yeah i don't know like jess bowen andrea where they're like i have an awesome girl band which is really let's fun. go feels powerful on stage we have a crazy synergy and my friends are going to be riding with us. So. Dude, congratulations. And Max has a baby, so I, that'll like fill that void for me. Oh yeah, you'll yeah. be able to you'll be able to stare <laughs> yeah. at your fiance yeah, with like the baby. The death stare. Like, <laughs> Come on. Clock's ticking. Yeah, seriously. Hop in the bunk <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> I was asking Emily, Max's Max's wife, I was like, "So, how many dates are you guys hopping on?" She's like, "Oh, probably like a little bit." And I was like, like a little lot of it? Like how many like you could do the whole thing. Like I babysit I am a known babysitter. Like that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will write songs. I think you might be a little busy. You know, I'm never too busy for the babies. All right. All I right. I love babies so much. <laughs> Baby fever is real. Look away, brave. He's, <laughs> He's I can shaking feel his head. Him sweating right I know, now. Yeah. me too. I'm sweating for him. Come on, wimps. <laughs> it's fine we're gonna have such a cool kid maybe you, should, you are they're gonna be ginger probably <laughs> so much red hair Ooh, it's gonna be beautiful so can't wait yeah my uh my sister just had a baby really so i'm a new uncle <gasps> Mazel thanks yeah i'm you heading gotta down see pictures after this. i'm heading down to australia soon to go meet her oh my, my god sister lives in australia, australia. Yeah. whoa gonna have australian nieces and nephews so cute. Little accents. Aussie babies. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, let me hear your accent. H how you going? How, yeah. how you going, you fucking cunt? <laughs> that's the real is that one. A thing? That's the real one. They yeah, do... that's how that's how Aussies talk. I'm See, sorry, guys. That, no, honestly, no, cunt is my favorite word. Honestly, it's that is how Aussies talk. It's how my you favorite going, you word because cunt? it's so powerful here. <laughs> and I realize all my British friends. British and, all, and Aussie. No, it's it's like they say it like it's nothing. They yeah, say yeah. it like we say it, yo. Like asshole. we say bro like, or yeah. yeah. Like, I mean it's it's standard they say practice. the c word like we say idiot yeah and i literally like I, i'm so i get the shivers every time my producer says it and he drops it like it's nothing yeah yeah but that's why it's my favorite word here is because it still holds so much weight here. i know not a it, lot of words hold that much weight no, so it you makes, said it you meant it you know like yeah no and there it's just <laughs> in passing it's just like yeah that's not a word that. there that's not important but yeah but yeah i kind of love i kind of love the accent and i'm stoked i'm gonna have like little little nieces and nephews i mean i don't know I'll they see know your ned baby is no what she's she doesn't know anything she doesn't know the color blue she's, there, oh there's only one yeah there's so only far. one okay. she's she's four weeks old she oh. she doesn't know what her you know well, face is you yet. have to just like start sitting her down 
I'm thinking of like the Dahmer like TikTok where they're like he's like pointing <laughs> to watch this like that's declassified. This is this is the survival guide and the only survival guide you'll ever need. No, I'm so <laughs> stoked. I just want her to know me and know that I love her. It's difficult knowing not like I've always missed my sister. She's so far away. Yeah. But it's difficult now being like, oh, I want to see this kid like a lot, you yeah. know. And I can only get down there so much. It's quite far. Is this your cue to like leave LA and go to Australia? No. I mean, no, we I'm could staying. do a movie no, this podcast. LA. I love LA. My sister says it, but no, I love LA. I'm staying here. Yeah, she's got to come to you. Yeah. Come on, sis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that baby out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm staying in LA. But oh I'll gosh. get down to Australia a lot. It's You've yeah. been? No, I haven't. No, I, I'm dying, though. I really would love to. You'll I haven't been to Australia. There. I haven't been to New Zealand. You'll end up there world touring. They have Victoria's Secret in Australia. <laughs> Actually, they they do. I know. Which is like crazy. It's like a weird, like, there's a couple of countries where it's more pop, like more popular than others. And Australia is like up there, which is was bizarre. It, to it see. has to be where they have not only Victoria's Secret, but also <laughs> yeah. a, a stigma around yeah. women's bodies. Yeah. And believe it or not, that's not all countries. So right. that's one of the things we talk about a lot in what is patriarchal and what wasn't right mm. and like what was where it started where the where it originated what the body type should be yeah um and there are so many countries that are just so far ahead of us in yeah. that and it's like I, like i get a lot of the times in the comments on tiktok i get barbados is a place where like curves are so like spotlighted and so like, loved and celebrated mm -hmm. and i'm like God, I wish I would have when I was younger. I'm singing my lyrics now. Yikes! Um, I wish my I wish my booty would have been celebrated because I always had like you know a soccer bod like, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. always wanted this very very stick tall body type I never had because it was only that was the only body type that was celebrated. Nothing wrong with that body type, but right. it was like I felt not pretty my whole life. And right. I there are so many countries that there it's are there are the countries case. where it's like. If you are like a thicker body type and you have like you're proud of your cellulite and like all these things like that, it it is uh, symbolic for your wealth. Exactly. Like where it's like it means that you, you can have, you, you're successful. You, yeah, literally, pretty much. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. you can afford to, you know, feed yourself. And yeah. like that's and it's it's, it's the symbol of like a successful female like and that's pretty cool to me we don't really yeah that right now, i but. hate that that's been a perpetuated belief for so many young women because i will say coming from a dude's side yeah some dudes hold that attraction where yeah. they're more attracted to skinny but i know plenty of dudes were like that's not even a like a major thing i swear to you before i i had written and released victoria's secret i did not trust a word out of my fiance's mouth when he was like, I love your, I love your butt. Like, I just like, yeah. ooh, I just love grabbing onto your thighs. You know, yeah. like he loved my curves. Yes. And I was like, you don't have to patronize. I, in my mind, I was like, you don't have to tell me that just because yeah, you're you, making just me you feel know. better. You, you, I, exactly. I'm like, I know, you know, I'm, I'm full body dysmorphia, eat, every eating disorder in the book, you name mm. it, I've had it. And I, when I look in the mirror, I, I like had grown up disgusted with it. Right. Yeah. And like looking in the mirror, I find every single day something wrong. Yeah. And when he's like, Oh God, I love you. I'm so attracted to this. I literally would, it's like the same thing as consoling me. Yeah. Like, and then when Victoria's Secret came out and I was privy to all these stories and I got a million different body types in my feed all day long. Cause my algorithm swapped over yeah and i was like damn these girls are hot and then i started 
I was like, I know they're hot. I know they're beautiful. Right. Right. I'm like, maybe, wait, maybe he is, he actually means it. Like when he loves my curves and then all of a sudden, like my full, the goggles, like kind of started to shift Mm. into neutrality. I wouldn't say like, I'm just looking in the mirror going, damn girl, but I'm definitely not in a place right now where I'm angry like I was before and feeling gross. And I think that like he's telling, he tells me every guy he knows loves the curves. They love someone to grab onto. I mean, Megan Trainer was the first to say it. Yeah. For real. She was like, what was it? Um, Boys like a little more booty to hold at night. That and that's like God. It's really true. He loves a little booty to hold at night. So. It's real. Guys don't Love have <laughs> guys don't have the same perception that's been put on and conditioned into like into young girls, young women. Well, that's where the sick part comes in. That's where like the anger comes in. Where yeah. it took me a second to figure it out, but once I kind of got it all on paper and tried to write this song for years and couldn't until I had spoken with Chelsea, right? Mm. I, it's a war on women. Mm. And it's a war on people in general, like your consumer. And, yeah. But it really is a war on women when you have a boardroom full of predominantly older men in a room deciding what beauty is, knowing very well that there is a mass amount of people that would find diversity and body types attractive like if you know you can make money by diversifying your marketing right saying i could actually make a lot of money and be very successful if i have all different body types like wearing my clothes right right? and you still choose to only feature one body type in efforts to keep people feeling like they need to do more and they need to keep opening up their wallets i need to keep living up to this expectation that's war that's like really dark. Yeah. That's intentionally giving people issues to capitalize on it. Yeah. And that's where the it, the real anger came from. And yeah. I know the song is like, it's cheesy and it's it's goofy. I wanted it. I didn't want it to be a sad thing. I wanted kids to hear it and laugh. Yeah. And laugh at this stupid fucking idea that you had to look like one thing. Yeah. And you had to keep paying money to do it and keep asking your mom to like put their credit card down so you can look like this. And this is what hot is. This is sexy. This is beauty. And it's one thing. And then you have a million companies just kind of doubling down and pandering now that they've all been caught. Yep. So there's like this weird middle ground, like of finding the right honest branding. Right. But I definitely feel that like opening kids eyes at this stage in the game when they're this young and they're kind of starting to feel a little darkness or feel a little insecure about what they should look like versus how beautiful they are. I think that it's so important right now to make sure they are aware of the scam. Yeah. And I think that will shift branding. I don't think I'll say I'll never single handedly do it. In fact, I didn't start it like the, the Everyone's like you did something. I'm like, I didn't do shit. I, yeah, I put is, melody to a movement that yeah, already existed. A, mm-hmm. But at least I'm hoping that it gets stuck in their head enough where they believe it when they sing it. Um, I think it will. I, Music is super powerful in that way. If you're singing something yeah. over and over again, what you're saying, your cells are receiving right. your brain your your awareness is it's like receiving. a little melodic billboard mm-hmm. that they the same thing that they're passing on the street every day and seeing this like one thing but Dude, yeah i think we're ch- we're changing for the i mean we have so much work to do but like i think it's we're headed in a better direction it's so good i i'm i'm really stoked to see it mm-hmm. um it's so i mean this is part of growing up anyway yeah. is as teenagers when we're developing uh when you're young like you develop complexes you develop totally. lenses that you see yourself and the world yeah. through 
And at, this is part of maturing. This is part of becoming an adult is... Growing up, you mean? This is part of <laughs> growing up. <laughs> um, Did you, you guys know that we are in the hills right now? Like, we're, this we're is not a green screen. That's not a green we screen. We are That's growing a up, and um, we did this just for the show. But really, <laughs> it is part of growing up is figuring out which lenses and what part of my conditioning like doesn't serve me, right. isn't for me, isn't real, isn't re yeah, yeah is made, made up, up yeah, is made literally. up for yeah. someone else's Money. motive, yeah, 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 motive too, and yeah. figuring out like you said, you said you got back to neutral. That's good. You Neutral's don't great. you don't need to put on a lens that's the yeah. That's the other side of thinking. I'm amazing. I'm, I'm the, the best and I'm the hottest in the world. Hopefully yeah. you get to that place yeah, of self-love naturally. Totally. But you just want to remove the, the conditioning. You want to remove yeah. those lenses because, man, we call them blind spots. You won't even realize that you're seeing the world through them and they're hindering you. Like you said, you couldn't receive the genuine love your boyfriend was giving you for True. your body. You couldn't even receive that love. Right because of this fucking conditioning. You're so right. And life has been actually far more sexy since, since? the release of the song. Mm. I have, when I felt good about me and I was able to like let that in, things have gotten definitely sexier. Yo. And I'll leave it there. I <laughs> love that yeah. for you and for, for me, everyone, Jax. Not for the children, but for me. <laughs> I, that brings me so much joy. Life getting sexier is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, we actually do talk about, like, the importance of exercise and the importance of, because I'm not, like, the person that's, like, be unhealthy. I get a lot of that side of critique after mm. the song. Like, I have all sides of every end of the spectrum being, like, you're encouraging kids to not exercise. And I was, like, I don't think that's the point of the song. I don't but think I, it's ever referenced. Th that's bizarre that you say that. Yeah. I think you might be encouraging kids to not exercise. Yeah. I think exercise is, meditation's important. Yeah. Cardio is important. Like yeah. we feel better being healthy when we're working out together, being, you know, we eat clean when we're eating cleaner, we feel better about ourselves. We're happier. We're smiling. Yeah. We're more into each other. You know, it's, it's yeah. just like the human health aspect of things, but like, yes. yeah. But I've also gone in a dark, dark, extreme place mm. where I was literally, I would not have left the gym if I was two steps behind on the mark I was supposed to miss on this uh, hit on the stair climber yeah. of like 1000 flights, 526 calories, which I knew that would make with my body mass index put in and all these like things when it actually made zero difference if I was going to hit those two steps, but it came, became serious, serious illness. Yeah. And I convinced myself that that was what healthy exercise. Yeah. I convinced myself that was like a healthy lifestyle Yeah, because I was like, well, I'm not, bulimic right now i'm right. not in my technical anorexia phase of life right you know i'm not sticking my fingers down my throat again like right. i'm not doing all these things I, but i'm i'm healthy i'm exercising i'm going to the gym so that's that's nothing that's healthy yeah right like but i'm up at 6 a.m like once for the gym and if i didn't meet the calorie mark i was back there at night after my studio session where i only, i booked planet fitness not because it was cheap but because it was 24 hours right and i was like i because I, I can wake up at 3 a.m in a pure panic that i'm hideous and go to the gym yeah like that I that's not healthy either no i like think <laughs> if exercise is coming from a place of hating your body yeah. if it's coming from a place of self-loathing it doesn't matter how strong right. or beautiful your body gets quote unquote um if it's coming from a place of you self-loathing, yeah. then it's not healthy because self-loathing isn't healthy. Right, no. You shouldn't be doing anything to, to cure yourself. Yeah, you exercise to get strong, exercise to 
give to your body yeah, exercise yeah. to totally. fucking to give to yourself to get yeah. stronger getting stronger feels good yeah moving your body anyways is necessary but by the way if there's any like anybody listening right now that's dealing with that balance of not being able to control whatever cognitive thing is going on with your body when you go to the gym mm. and you see you're witnessing numbers on machines and stuff like that yeah and it's actually out of hand there's nothing you could do when you get there because that's really my even to this day i st i canceled my gym membership entirely i will run when i feel like i need to run because i am a runner yeah and but something that really really helped me was yoga mm. because yoga was is a spiritual experience even when you're doing cardio style yoga yep. like hot yoga and, yep. and sculpt and all those things you're still feeling like you're getting you're, you're shaping in the way you want to shape but you're not sitting there meticulously calculating things you're in classes that yeah. are structured you're for with you people. you're with people you're feeling you're their energy and you're focusing on your just the form of your body yeah the not, form of your body you're yeah. breathing yep and it gets you through and it, and it serves you throughout yeah. your day um so like yoga was really helpful and it kept me in the shape i wanted to be in simultaneously without freaking out you know? so dope so i don't know about I, you but I, I will say uh i don't do yoga but i do work out consistently and i i need it for my mental health i need yeah. it for my physical health i think it's so fucking important and it just keeps me sane yeah um, because i will say like not just women men men grow up with body dysmorphia totally. as well i I definitely like have to work on looking in the mirror and feeling enough, right? Like we yeah. all grow up with ideals. We get fed right. ideals. This is, and sometimes it's not even coming from a company. Sometimes like I grew up with a lot of my best friends growing up were a couple years older than me. So they yeah. just hit puberty before me. So they had muscles yeah. and I was like this little stocky little chubby kid. Yeah. And like, oh. and like, <laughs> so for me, I was, I was always not, the body type. Right. And it took me a lot of years. I eventually saw like a photo one time of me uh, at Burning Man with my shirt off. And I saw it years later. And I saw the photo. Yeah. And I remember what I felt like at the uh -huh. time. What I felt my body looked like. Yeah. And then I saw myself in that photo. And I was like, that's like an attractive young man. Like, yeah, totally. Oh, can I fucking stop hating myself? Isn't can that I crazy? stop looking in the mirror and feeling not enough? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Like, God, that's a crazy feeling. I know exactly the feeling that you're feeling having. That feeling is insane. It's when so you remember liberating. how you felt in that photo versus yes. when you look back at that photo and you're like, damn, why did I feel like this? That's yeah. a great picture. I, like, I every day. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that is an everyday thing. Just, just, just trying to uh, see yourself neutrally and yeah. just let yourself be, let yourself be enough. Your cool, your cool temple of a body that is the only body you're ever going to have. Exactly. That comes from <laughs> your, your genetics, like comes from your ancestor. Like all totally. of us got given these bodies too. Like, yeah. you know, I've got like features of my mom, my dad, yeah. like it's all in there so yeah just being grateful for this this little body and, and treating it right i try to Jax, you're the shit you're the shit everyone go listen to all of Jax's wonderful music and her tiktoks and um and everybody go listen to all the segments of growing up yeah thanks thanks yeah. this has been fun i'm really it's so great like catching up with so many friends who like i kind of love and respect and getting to talk long form in this in this format it's Yay. been really yeah we got to like fun. be real people in not 30 seconds That's exactly really nice. you're right it was, i needed it actually more than you realize so thank you for having me Thanks for being here. It is here. an honor to be here, and I cannot wait to see you thrive in 2023. Likewise. You crush that tour with the Big Time Rush Boys. You better be there. Oh, I'll be there. You should come up on stage. Yo, let me know. Okay, dope. Be there in a second. Dope. I can write a little 
little, little ditty. Piece. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm go. Good. You I'm heard in. it here first. Yeah, yeah. Well, stay tuned for the part two. Stay tuned. Dun, dun. <laughs> was that like the TMZ sound? I'm gonna show it was. Now. It was. You cut anyway. it out. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> that was so fucking fun. Great job. You're a beast. You're so good at.